This is a podcast from Snagerikinovsk for Radio Nova. Happy listening. All right. So I was thinking of talking about Lana Del Rey's last album. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anyone knows me, I'm obsessed with Lana Del Rey since I'm like 13 or something. Like she, like her album Born to Die was the first that I ever bought, like Ooh. first album. And from then I just listened to everything. She's the person I listen to the most. Like I love this woman. And her last album has been oh so wonderful. Like Lana has always been like kind of like uh how to describe her. Um like her songs, it's kind of a bit depressing and melancholic, nostalgic and very much about heartbreak. It's like the Taylor Swift of depressed girls oh, sort okay. of thing if you want yes. to. Wait, I get have a that. question. Yeah. Okay, I just had to to um google her because i did not know who this person was but i saw the first top music was summer summertime sadness yeah, yeah, is it there yeah okay yes. just to clarify to all the listeners who are as blonde as i am <laughs> yeah you're talking so about that is summertime her. sadness queen <laughs> summertime sadness queen um so yeah so i want to talk about her new album and in difference to the other ones where uh summertime sadness is actually fe- featured on uh it's very different she herself says that uh back when she had released that one album uh she was really trying she wanted to make it in music it was her first kind of big album and that's when she made it really into music and she really wanted to make it so bad that she was trying to find the good words to make it and now in her new album which is called did you know there was uh did you know there that there's a tunnel under ocean boulevard she said that she's actually just singing exactly what's what she's thinking so i think that's quite beautiful and i feel like we can really sense that both in her music the way she sings and in the lyrics the lyrics oh they're so good Um so from what I listened to the whole album I have it on repeat of course um and I feel like we can decipher like three parts uh, I would say like there's kind of her introducing herself like who she is because Lana Del Rey is not her real name it's a stage name uh her real name is Elizabeth Grant uh and we kind of learn who she is through her first track which is called The Grants and she just talks about her family and everything and the memory that lives on everybody that she's loved and has lost then uh, there's a second part that i feel like i can see which would be who kind who she portrays herself to be who he sh- who she shows the world that she is and i feel like we can really see that one uh through our new song which is ANW which i will talk about a bit later on and then there's this third part which would be more with a more ho- hopeful i would say uh background which would kind of be uh, a Paris Texas uh song yeah so i kind of wanted to start talking about uh Paris Texas because oh it's so beautiful if you have not listened to it i am begging you you have to listen to it it is so beautiful um she in this um she's talking about her teenagers and she is also just talking about who she really is on the inside and she's really outing herself as being somebody who doesn't fight 
if something happens, she's just going to run away. That's the kind of person she is. She's extremely afraid of confrontation and she is very avoidant. And she also addresses some of the issues that she's been having with her mother. And she introduces actually that one topic in a couple of songs because we know that as Lana stands that her relationship with her mom is just not good. Um, but okay, for Paris, Texas, um, I feel like it's just so beautiful because the first lyrics are, I went to Paris and then she whispers to us, Texas, because turns out there's a Paris in Texas. Oh. oh yeah, I actually did. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, you did. Random I didn't fact. know that. Oh I my gosh! <laughs> I didn't TikTok, know that. Guys, TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> TikTok teaches me a lot lately. Yeah. So that I thought was beautiful because when I first listened to it, I was like, "Oh yeah, Paris." And she was Bruce Texas. That's weird, uh, because I don't know any better. And then turns out in this song, she refers to a lot of European cities. Uh, but actually, she's referring to American places because she really wants to escape, but really she's afraid. So she's never going too far, but it always seems like it. And she has this tendency that we can see in the song of always needing to kind of be the new person, the person that nobody really knows so that she always gets to kind of reinvent herself and every time somebody gets to know her, she has to leave again. So we see that um, she goes at first to Paris, Texas, and then she's on her way to Spain, where she actually went uh, when she was 14. She was sent in a boarding school in France, uh, uh, in Spain, sorry. Then she talks about going to Florence, which is a city in Alabama. And then she talks about going to Venice, California. So she's making all those links because... Really what she wants to do is just embellish uh, the darkness that has been in her life when she's traveling. She doesn't want people to know that she's going just to Alabama. She wants people to think that she's actually going to Italy to feel better about herself. Mm. And I feel like that's a feeling that a lot of us can have to feel like we have to escape to a new country, to go somewhere that is so different, new culture, new everything. But actually you're just going to somewhere right beside your home. But you need to have that feeling that it's something big, it's something great for you. So she's doing just that in that song. She was talking a lot about her relationship with her mother. And that I feel like I can kind of link that with uh, her other song, which is A&W, which um, I'm going to have to swear to just say the title. But uh, it's for American Whore. Uh, that's what it stands for. Um, and there, in the first verse of the song, she just sets the tone real quick. Uh, in the first verse, uh, if you let me check it, uh, she says, I haven't done a cartwheel since I was nine. I haven't seen my mother in a long, long time. I mean, look at me, look at the length of my hair, my face, the shape of my, my body. Do you really think I give a damn what I do after years of just hearing them talking? So that's her first verse. And what happened with her mother is that her mother abandoned her and her family and she went to have her own family um, outside of Lana. And what I feel like I can get from that uh, knowledge and then what she says in the song is that she has kind of this fear of judgment at a few base in time. And she is kind of used of being shamed. Um, and that's a shame that she puts on herself because she kind of feels like she's never good enough. 
Uh, she doesn't feel like she's good enough for her mother. She's had also troubles with other members of her family. Uh, and then, notably so, she's had a lot of troubles with men in the past. In the past, And she kind of always portrays herself or sees herself as being the other woman. So it's the woman who will never get the man. She's second best all her life. And I feel like it's so tragic to see that from the time that she was basically a nine-year-old, she felt like she was never good enough and that it followed up with her. And now she's like in her mid-30s. So basically, we just went over the first verse. And now what I think is interesting is like kind of the aim of the song, which is for the... Um, <clears throat> For uh, the chorus, she just goes at the end, this is the experience of being an American whore. But as this is the title, it's not just A-W, it's A and W. So she really makes a distinction of being American and then she's also a whore. And it's like two things that don't have to be together, but she decided that although she can be the two, she will be portraying herself as being American and a whore. Mm. Um, and then she also mentioned like earlier on, uh, that she didn't give a damn, uh, what, uh, about what she does anymore, uh, because she knows that people are going to speak anyways. So because she's a very insecure person, she decided she was like, you know what? I'm going to have my relationships. Call, I'm going to call myself a whore first before anyone else can. This is kind of how I see it. And so she just decided, decided to call herself that. And then there comes this one verse that is heartbroken. When I first heard it, it was so, so sad. Because she kind of says, says it, like she sings it in a very tired and high voice. And she said, she says, if I told you that I was raped, do you really think that anybody would think I didn't ask for it? I didn't ask for it. I won't testify. I won't testify. I already fucked up my story. And on top of this, so many other things you can't believe. So she just kind of admits for the first time in any of her songs that she's been raped. Uh, and then it actually follows up in another one of her songs called Fingertips that she actually... Um, experienced uh what we can f understand as rape uh there when she was around 15 for coming from one of her neighbors not a happy life for lana mm -mm. but anyone who ever listened to her songs we would not expect any less sadly coming for her now she as i said is in her mid-30s and uh coming up in the song uh i think i feel like maybe it's just me um loving this too much that I'm looking for meaning in things that don't have any but she I feel like it was hoping for some sort of rebirth and a try again at life coming at the age of 33 because she says looking like a side piece at 33 God's a charlatan and as we know Jesus died when he was 33 and then came back and it was uh, some sort of second coming for Jesus Christ. And I feel like she was probably hoping that would happen for her as she felt like she was not doing what she was meant to do up until then. But then actually nothing really happened for her. Everything was still the same and quite obviously. Mm -hmm. So I feel like with this song, she is really just trying to 
come out of her shell and just be like, I was putting on this word of calling myself a whore so nobody could hurt me. But you guys still managed to hurt me anyways. And there's nothing I can do about it. So there you go. Like, here it is. Mm. I'm hurt and you guys know it. So I feel like this is kind of the vibe of this one song. And what I think is, and on top of that, really interesting about this song when we only listen to it and not even care about the lyrics, most of the song is uh, quite melancholic. And then we have this vibe that comes up and it's more rhythmic. And then she's basically just talking about her being on drugs and taking cocaine. Um, but it is weird to say, but it is so catchy. Like, this is such a good part of the song, uh, but it's also quite sad if you just look at the lyrics. Like, um, but it's a very amazing part. But I really loved, I, I mean, I know another really. Mm-hmm. And I googled her. She has a number one hit in Germany. Oh, which one is it? I think video game was. Oh, yeah, that was good. I think one. yes. And I know her just about the song "Summertime Sadness." Summertime I think. Sadness. Sadness. Summertime. Um, but I'm not really like into her music, so <gasps> okay. I never listen a whole album. I just only know that song. Mm. But in general, I think I really love artists um, who has this expression of uh, using music to know them a little bit. And they would really talk about um, much more uh, about personal stuff. Um, like, uh, I never was into Taylor Swift, and I don't really like her music. But I think I started listening to her um, three last album, and it has much more mature, because it's not about uh, just boys and, and no love life it's just about I really her like that period, though. Uh, <laughs> and just like much more about uh, depression I think uh, the story behind anti-hero mm. um, it's really cool and so I really like artists who say okay I would just want to come a little bit about, about from my, out from my shell and um, talk because it's a very courageous step you know it's just um Share the world, you, you, real you, and we know that artists are always many times big critic. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you're doing; you're always doing wrong. But I really love that kind of vibe. Yeah, and then I wanted kind of to end this because I would love to go through every song and spend an hour on every song and having listening sessions, but I can do that. I can see (laughs) a new program your way. (laughs) Yes. Um, But uh, the last song that I kind of wanted to put a spotlight on uh, was Fingertips uh, because I feel like in this song she's kind of admitting of how she's so afraid of death and how she kind of also always flirts with it in the sense that death is always around her whatever she does wherever she goes death is going to be there and she's so afraid of it but she has to stand next to it all the time Um, as I said earlier on uh, she was sent to boarding school when she was um, about 14 years old and she was sent to Spain Uh, And the reason for that was because she was already struggling with addiction. So her parents were like, "Uh, try to get away and uh, see how it goes for you over there. Um, So she was sent over there for that reason. And at the same time, right before she leaves, she says that she had this one crush um, called Aaron Green. Um, And 
while she was away, he sadly died, and we don't know why. And she always felt like she missed out on so much. Um, she says, actually, all I wanted to do was kiss Aaron Green and sit by the lake, twisting lime into the drinks that they made, have a babe at 16, the town I was born in, and died. Aaron ended up dead and not me. So she never really recovered from her crush, Diane. And then she explains how not so long ago, actually, her uncle, he also decided to take his own life. And he died recently, and that was close to her. Then her best friend uh, also died, but that was about 10 years ago because the song Summertime Sadness, it's actually about her best friend who died. And actually, the second verse, the first thing she asks is, will I die? Or will I get to that 10-year mark? And if I do, will you be there with me? Father, sister, brother. So by saying sister, uh, father, and brother, she's really admitting like these are the important people in her life. Her sister has a baby and she's really uh, in love with that baby. She wishes she could have had a baby but like herself, but time goes by and she was always... Uh, sort of dealing with addiction, never having a stable relationship. So that never really happened to her. So she really loves her, uh, I think it's a niece. But basically, yeah, in fingertips, it's just, as I said, Lana Del Rey just um, flirting with death. She herself is a smoker, but in the song, she would advise her brother, Charlie, to stop smoking. Um, she is careful of everyone that she loves. And when everyone uh, that... As some of her close one passes away, she will always give herself two seconds to cry and never more, or so she says. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, a little trip through her last album.